thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Test again this morning. Lord, my soul thirsts to know you better and better. My soul thirsts and is glad to come into your presence again this morning. Thank you for giving us a brand new day, precious Lord. Thank you for blessing us again. Scripture says that daily, daily you load us with benefits. And so, Lord, we say thank you for everything you have planned for us today. You are the one who is Alpha and Omega. Only you have already lived this day. Thank you, Lord, because everything, Scripture says, are the works of your hands. So we thank you because we know that everything today we work out together for our good. Be magnified for, O God, forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare this morning that you are Adonai. Lord, only you are worthy of praise and glory. And your name we declare today is to be hallowed from generations to generations, from everlasting to everlasting. We declare your name is to be hallowed. Adonai, receive all the praise in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, we ask that you will grant us wisdom in your word, grant us understanding, and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Buffy Eyenike. Yes, we continue our reading, studying, and commentary of the New Testament. We're in the book of John, John chapter 4 to be precise. But first of all, let me say a big thank you to everyone joining in again to Devotion. Thank you for coming to take out time to read your Bible, to listen to the Bible, to the Word of God especially to anyone joining us today for the very first time. God bless you. Ah, why study the Word of God every day? Why study the Word of God? The Bible says, He who looks into the perfect law of liberty, continues looking into the perfect law of liberty, is transformed. Yes. Scripture says, as we look, as we behold the glory of the Lord, we are transformed into that very image. Amen. Yes. As we read our Bibles every day, as we study our Bibles every day, we just discover that we are more like Him. We discover that we we have grace. Yes. We receive grace to, to do the things that we are supposed to do. Hallelujah. And I trust God 
that you will win in every area of your life in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Yesterday we stopped on verse 23 and 24. Yes, Jesus was having a chat with this woman. Yes, the woman by the well. Okay. So he had just told her that the Samaritans did not know who they were worshipping. The Jews know all about him. They know who Yahweh is and they know who they were worshipping. However, Jesus says a new season is about to come. A new time is about to come, verse 23. But the time is coming indeed. It's here now when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Until now, to worship the Father, you needed to to go to the temple somewhere. Yes, the temple there in Jerusalem. Okay, you couldn't really worship the Father just anywhere you wanted to worship Him. But Jesus was telling us that by the time His work was done, we will be able to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. He says the Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. Says verse 24. Let's continue now. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay, you can't worship God and there's a lie in you that you cannot worship God and you are not being sincere, okay? Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Verse 25 says, The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. So someone was asking me this question. Why do the 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 jews okay who have jerusalem okay who say in jerusalem she was telling jesus earlier is the place to worship okay why do they not consider them um children of or children of jacob let's be specific to jacob let's not say children of abraham maybe they didn't take it that far but they were claiming that they were not children of jacob Remember that at a point, the nation of Israel was split in two. You had two tribes on one side, the tribe of Judah, uh, the tribe of Judah and majorly the Levites, and I think one more tribe, and then you had the other tribes, okay, on the other side. So let's say it's two. So ten, two. Oh, on one side, um, you, which was located in, in, in Jerusalem. That was the capital city then, Jerusalem. And where the temple was, you had the tribe of Judah, okay, along the line of David. You had that. On the other side, and I think this started right from the splitting where the, where the nation was split into two, um, from Rehoboam and Jer- Rehoboam's time, the son of Solomon. Okay, so 
Um, and then on the other side, you had Samaria, the capital city of, in quotes, the other part of Israel. And that is where the Samaritans come from. So for those who, and of course, King Jeroboam, uh, wanting to not the people would always the those who wanted to worship god would always have to be going to jerusalem not wanting that set up his own idols for people to worship them in samaria you have those all of those stories in the old testament so the, those that's from the tribe of judah and then the levites claim and say that look these other people were no longer, yes, they were no longer part of the nation of Israel. Okay? So that's the fight that has been on between uh, these two. Of course, ultimately, uh, Jesus will unite both parts, okay, into one, become one back, they'll become one nation. But it tells us here that those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. So even they were expecting the Messiah. The Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. And she is correct. She quotes correctly. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Okay, so words like this are the reason why some people reject they reject the book of John. Jesus says, I am. Okay, he uses these words again and again. I, I am in capital letter, words that only, only God the Father used. Okay, when Moses was at the burning bush and told God, When the children of Israel ask me, What is your name? tell them, I am. Tell them, I am what i am okay so it tells her i am the messiah just then his disciples came back they were shocked to find him talking to a woman but none of them had the nerve to ask usually jews don't do this what do you want with her none of them had the nerve to ask oh why are you talking to her the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone come and see a man who told me everything I ever did? Could he possibly be the Messiah? So I love this because the woman immediately after receiving Christ into her life begins or wants others to test to test of what she she has just she has just uh, taken in herself. He said, "Could he?" She said, "Could he possibly be the Messiah?" So the people came streaming from the village to see him. They came streaming out to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. Then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God. Ah, Lord Apostle. Let help us to the point where our very nourishment comes from doing your will. That is our prayer this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. From doing, it comes from, 
from from finishing his work. He says, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe. The fields are ripe for for the fields are ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvesters the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvest, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work, and now you will get to gather the harvest. Okay, so remember she ran to the village, right? <laughs> 39 says, many Samaritans of the village be- believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. When they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. So he stayed, he stayed. And I'm telling you, this is unusual. Jesus stayed for two days, long enough for many more to hear his message and believe. Then they said to the woman, now we believe not just because of what you told us, but because we have had him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the savior of the world. You see that? People tasted Okay, even before Jesus died on the cross, they tasted, they saw, many people saw that he was the Messiah, that he was the Savior of the world just by listening to him. At the end of two days, Jesus went on to Galilee. He himself had said, he himself had said that a prophet is not honored in his own in his own hometown. Yet the Galileans welcomed him. For they had been in Jerusalem at the Passover celebration and had seen everything he did there. As he traveled through Galilee, he came to Canaan where he had turned the water into wine. There was a government official in a nearby Capernaum whose son was very sick. When he heard that Jesus, when he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son who was about to die. Only John captures this story, right? Yes. Jesus asks, will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my child, my little boy dies. Okay. This looks like Jairus, but Jairus was a girl. Okay. So only John captures this story. Then Jesus told her, told him go back home your son will leave and the man believed believed what jesus said and started home so it's a different story while the man was on his way some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well he asked them when the boy had begun to get better and they replied yesterday afternoon yesterday afternoon at one o'clock his fever suddenly disappeared then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, your son will leave. And he and his entire household believed in Jesus. Wow, I love that. You and your entire household should believe in Jesus. He and his entire household believe in Jesus. See, this was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. Okay, so you need to pay attention to the way the counts is being done so you don't you don't mess it up. But I love the fact that his entire household believed that woman received Jesus and she was able to get the OB village to come out and listen to Jesus. And ultimately, it, they said 
by themselves that now they believed. And I'm telling you, that is the assignment that we have been given to share the gospel. Also, all right, let's move on to John chapter 5. Jesus heals a lame man. Afterward, Jesus returned, returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the sheep gate was a pool of Bethesda, the pool of Bethesda, with five covered porches. Crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, Would you like to get well? Imagine the one whom God gave the anointing. John said that God gave him the spirit without measure. God gave the, he has the anointing without measure. He could do anything there was nothing impossible for jesus to do was walking on two legs and they were still waiting beside the porches for an angel to come and stare okay so maybe i will also need to clarify when we finish reading the story i will i will say something he said he had been healed for for a long time he asked him would you like to get well i can't sir the man said i can't i can't get well the sick man said, For I have I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Instantly the man was healed. He rode up his sleeping mat and began walking. Again, only John captures this miracle. Began walking, but this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to to the man who was cured, you can't walk on the Sabbath. The Lord doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. Okay, so I was going to say, you see this particular story, this particular story of the angel. Okay, you see the way it was, the way we read it. You will notice that that part where, um, if you have read this story before, if you were not reading from the New Living Translation, you will know that there is a part where an angel comes to stir up the water. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So, you don't find it in the New Living Translation. Why? Because, because the earliest manuscript, the earliest manuscript tells us, I think that is supposed to have been in verse verse 3. So you would have seen that we had verse 2, 3, we don't have verse 4. So in verse 4 is where it is mentioned for an angel of the Lord came from time to time to stir up the water and the first person to step in after the water was stirred was healed of whatever disease he had. Okay, so that is not part of the Bible. Okay, okay. Anyway, according to the earliest manuscript, it wasn't it's not supposed to be the, a part of the Bible. Somehow it was found in there. And so um when the Bible was being revised and everything, it was removed. Just in case, just in case you have it in your own Bible. Okay? Yes. Just in case I I, I note I note that. So they told him, um, you can't carry that mat. Uh-huh. You can't, you can't, you can't carry that mat. Oh, how can you be carrying your mat? It's the Sabbath day. You can't, you can't carry your mat. You can't walk on the Sabbath. The, the Sabbath, the Lord doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. 
Imagine you know, someone who had been healed for 38 years <laughs> was walking on his two legs and you are what all you care about is the Sabbath day. Hmm. See, but he replied, the man replied them, the man who the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. If you were you, when Jesus said you should you should stand up and walk, you would tell Jesus you can't stand up because it's the Sabbath day. When you've not walked, you've been sick for 38 years. Hey, see these people. He said, he told me, pick up your mat and walk. He says, who said such a thing as that? They demanded because, of course, naturally, they would arrest the person. Who said such a thing as that? They demanded. The man didn't know for Jesus had disappeared into the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. So, according to Jesus, his condition was as a result of him sinning. Okay? So, Jesus told him to stop sinning. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. He told them Jesus was the one that healed him. So, the Jewish leaders began harassing, they began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. But Jesus replied, my father is always walking and so am I. Ah, Lord, help me to walk or oh, do the kind of work that you are doing. My father is always working and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the other to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father. Thereby making himself equal with God. They understood. Yes, they understood the Bam is far. They know that when someone claims God as their father, it means that they are they themselves are claiming to be God. So that John tells us clearly that that was the reason why they killed him. They killed Jesus. So Jesus explained, Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Since then, you will truly, truly be astonished. For just as the father gives life to those he raises from the dead, so the son gives life to, life to anyone he wants. In addition, the father judges no one. Instead, he has given the son the absolute authority to judge. The person that will ultimately judge at the end is Jesus. Okay? The absolute authority to judge so that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. Listen, if you are a child of God today, you have already passed from death to life. Death does not have any power over you. Yes, you will die physically, okay, if you left this earth before Jesus returns. Yes, you will die physically, but death has no power over you. The grave cannot keep you there. When you die, you will go and stand before God and listen to that. To that part. It says they will never, they will never be condemned for their sins. The devil might declare all that you have done for all, all he cares, but you cannot be condemned for your sin, Jesus says. 
25 and i assure you that the time is coming indeed it is here now when the dead will hear my voice the voice of the son of god and those who listen will live so what did jesus mean we know that currently today those who died in in god those who died with a relationship with god before jesus came they are alive today yes they are alive today when jesus rose Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible says he, he, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Okay, so that was what Jesus meant when he said, When the dead, when they, he, that the dead will hear his voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear, who listen, will live. The Father has life in himself and he has granted that life, that same life, giving power to his Son. And he has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the Son of Man. Says, don't be so surprised indeed the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of the of god's son and they will rise again those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life and those who have con- who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment i can do nothing on my own i judge as god tells me therefore my judgment is just because i carry i carry out the will of the one who sent me not my own will the time is coming where all the dead eh, in the grave we hear the voice of we 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 hear it immediately when you die uh, i don't know i've not died before but i assume what you will hear is come come up here and you will death cannot hold you back you will rise from the grave because you will come back with Jesus. When Jesus returns with the saints at his second coming, you will come back with him. That's if you die now. For those who remain in the grave, who have no relationship with Jesus, ah, the time is coming. When they too will hear the voice of the Son of God, they will hear it and come out to receive their judgment. I don't know whether we can finish this chapter. Let's look at witnesses to Jesus. If I were to testify on, on, on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. But someone else is also testifying about me, and I assure you that everything he says about me is true. That's John the Baptist. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things so you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and you were excited for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John. My teaching and my miracles, they are a greater witness than John. The Father gave me these works to accomplish, and they prove that he sent me. And the Father who sent me uh, has testified about me himself. You have never heard his voice or seen his face, seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your heart because you do not believe me, the one the one he sent to you. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me uh, to receive to receive this life. You refuse. Your approval, you, your approval means nothing to me because I know I know you don't have God's love within you, for I have come to you in my Father's name, and you have rejected me. Yet, if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. 
yet it isn't, it isn't I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hopes. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? Wow. Okay. So I had to rush that at the end. But listen, these people refuse to believe with, believe Jesus. And you see the way John gives us the account. You don't really get the sense of, of, of confrontation that was between Jesus and the Pharisees. You don't really get it when you are reading the other gospel writers. But when you read John, only John, all this part that Jesus does wrote out now, real out now, only John captures it. Jesus says, look, you, you, your testimony is not valid. <laughs> See, I have a testimony to give because my testimony comes from God. Only I have seen the Father before. If you want to see the Father, you have to come to me. Jesus says the scripture, the very scripture that you are reading, they testify about me, but you have rejected the scriptures. I want us to pray, Lord, this morning. Lord, I receive your word. I receive your word today, and I accept Jesus in my life. Lord, unlike these people, I choose Jesus today. Father, we say thank you, Lord. We bless you. Once again, Lord, we thank you for giving us Jesus. And we pray this morning, help us to live every single day for him. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.